So, wow, Nicole, we just got back from a family reunion, and it was inspiring. Um, and I just look forward to us kind of taking time to process the things that we learned and that we experienced as we took our girls down to meet, like, their, their great-grandmother and great-grand-aunts and uncles. Mm. And just the importance of family heritage and legacy. This is everything. Left hands with the heavy reins. I ain't scared of the marriage thing. I ain't scared of the marriage thing. I had to say it twice on a mind. Welcome to the A More Excellent Way podcast with Dr. James and Nicola Hawkins. Here, we seek to inspire and equip couples and families to go about their relationship with God and each other in, in a, a more, more excellent, excellent way. All right, so as you heard, I, I don't know, I just really wanted to take time um, and talk about our family reunion. And there was a particular phrase that stuck in my head from the family reunion that they shared. And it was, well, it's really a number, 150. 150. 150. And what the 150 was, was from my uh, grandmother and, and grand aunts. Um, they were sharing about having to grow up and working in the fields, picking cotton. And for them, 150 pounds of cotton for them as children mm-hmm. was a full day's work. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I could not even fathom and imagine 150 pounds of cotton in a sack mm. in hot Alabama heat. Ooh. I couldn't picture it. Got to wet them. Yeah. Make them heavier. So, um, yeah, we just went to uh, our family reunion um, from my grandmother's side, my maternal grandmother's side of the family. And in this specific time, I really want to um, slow down on my dad and his side. They do a good job also of just trying to make sure they pass on family heritage and legacy. Mm -hmm. But I can see over my years of living how that slow, it felt like it slowly for me, at least I'm going to own for me, it slowly began to dwindle away. And I don't want my girls to lose that and to not have that. So on this one, we were going to be specifically intentional to get the family, to get our, really for us as the matriarchs that are still living, to share their story of growing up and what they want to pass on to the future generation. And a couple of things that really stuck out for them was passing on the sense of like us uh, not understanding the level of privilege we have because of every of everything they went through and how they hard they have worked to make a different life right. for the future generations. One yeah. of the comments that one of the sisters had is like, we had it on the rough side coming up. Y'all had it on the easy side or the smooth side. Now, you know, it's the sense of even what we endured, like, my offspring, I didn't want them to have to endure that or experience that. And so it was just fascinating the whole time. I think I just wanted to keep sitting at their feet and just drink up all the the wisdom and experience. Uh, I don't know all their different faith background or anything like that, but by golly, their experience were so rich and so strong and Mm-hmm. You know, seven sisters, I have five girls. So for me, it was just a whole nother kind of meaning, you know, sitting and hearing their stories as well. So mm-hmm. it's fascinating. Yeah. It was, man. I tell you, yeah, my grandmother's family comes from Alabama. They live through Jim Crow. They live through sharecropping. Man, I remember in our family, the women are definitely very, very strong women. 
and I never hear about my um, great grandmother and how just one day and all the kids, it's just in our families, you knew your elders were to be respected and treated a certain way. And that's all I knew. Like when my, when you're, when the, when the aunts and uncles of my grandmother's generation walk through, you move out of the way. If you're if you're Just sitting a sense of reverence, yes, you know, if you're sitting your down seat. and they walk up to you, you don't speak to them from a seated chair. You stand up and speak to them. Mm-hmm. You never call them by their first name. Honor. Yeah. <laughs> you put aunt, in fr- aunt or uncle in front of their name. Now, they will still go by their first name, but you is Aunt Bertha, Aunt Tinaichi. You know, it's that kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. You put that title in front of it. And, and so I remember the story of one time my mom saying, like, seeing her grandmother walk down the sidewalk. And having to step off the sidewalk because of white teenage boys coming down the sidewalk. Mm. And my mind couldn't fathom that Mm. of an elder stepping out of the way of youth. Mm. And like, but still to see how she raised all of her girls, her seven girls, to walk with dignity and respect. Wow. And to see how many generations down that's impacted, even in a time when she had to give up in a sense, and I don't know, maybe if that's the right term, but for me, like in the younger, it's like, it felt like the way society was for her was stripping away or pulling at her dignity and mm. her respect. A sense of right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so mm. I think that was just something good for mm-hmm. me to hear what my ancestors had passed on for me. And I wanted my girls to just pick up on some of that same strength and like the world that you have inherited it now it's not what it's always been. Mm-hmm. And what you have is something, a gift from God, and it's special. Mm-hmm. And make the most of it. And also, be someone who sees other people's pain. And you pray, and you intercede. And and if God gifts you with a platform to speak out for them, to speak out for those people. Mm, right. um, I think is one. Um, and even just for my family, like I think family is so powerful because even though I never lived it, I feel like that same strength is in me in some way and I can mm. I can draw from and learn from the experience. Like that turn 150 mm-hmm. just stuck with me. Wow. How much Why like, did it- they talk about the calluses mm-hmm. on their hands and like I can feel like, and it's okay, like we do go through hard times in our life now. Yeah. But to think like when I feel like that hardship, that turn 150. It's going to come back up. Yeah. It's going to resonate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like my aunts and my uncles did the 150, 150 pounds of cotton. Mm. and they worked hard at it and they made something for themselves when all the cards were stacked against them. And now here I get to walk and like make the most of the opportunities I've been given that they could only wish and dream about Mm. to have access to. I think it's part that just really sticks and resonates Um, for me in that. I don't know. I think that's the part how the family union hit me and just also thinking about for us because, you know, the way God's had it for us, we've been in the military and we've traveled for different ministry jobs is family. Uh, our kids having a sense of tie to a larger family does matter to us as well. Yeah. And yeah. We, I think even feeling like whenever we'd go back and visit family, sometimes it's like coming back home to where we feel God call us to. Yeah. Sometimes that's really hard for me. Because I'm like, man, I want them to sit in all of that as often as possible. Because I can see, but we're so far. They love from their it. friends, but they really care about also having their cousins. It's like this is my cousin. It's a different kind of a a, a meaning, yeah. you know. And then from our girls, their cousins reflect back what they see in the mirror too. Mm. Just to put it that way. Wow, you know, That's deep. um, it's a it's a different 
uh, I don't know, it's a different refl- re- uh, way it resonates, mm. I feel like, with for Like, I've, I've seen it early, definitely earlier on. So I think that I see them rejoice when they get to spend, they know it's just once a year, but they look forward to just the difference of it, you know. And just the laughter and just the, even for me, just sitting around seeing um, the wrinkles fall differently in different skin tones, you know, and just the d- different mannerisms and the different ways of um, of being. It's just different. I know, I know. I do love that on both sides of our family. And so, I yeah, I am talking because like we just came from like, I'll say my side of the family, but like I even love it when they get to be around your family and the Jamaican culture inherited the smells are even different <laughs> you know it's just kind of like the food that i'm smelling and taking in it's it's different you know yeah. um the voice inflections did i say that right mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's just a little bit different and i want them to th- some things are only learned when you soak soak in that space mm-hmm. like even um there were a few of the cousins and some really wanted to get back to the beach. And I like, I'm torn because I see my girls wanting to get back to the beach too, you know, but I'm like, hold on, hold the space, sit and listen. We can read about some of the stuff in the history book, but you can't really experience the fullness of it. So what you're talking about there is when you were sitting talking with my aunts and grandmother and them yeah, and being torn between spending time with them. And also want to honor the girls going to be and play with their cousin. Yeah, yeah. And or wanting to go to beach. And I'm like, but you're hearing these stories. Like, they're these stories. Like, and as the generations age, like, they're going to get older and eventually they're going to die. Like, this is not guaranteed that all of them are going to be at the next family reunion. So let's listen to all of them. Man, you this know? is something we haven't really I talked about on here. I think what you're hitting on is it reminds me. Of like in Deuteronomy 6 and as 6 kind of goes on, I think into 7 and 8, I could be mixing it up right now. But it's like where it's like, yes, Moses does the second telling of the law. He goes into the Shema, you know, hero Israel, the Lord our God is one, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul mm-hmm. and strength. And that mm-hmm. you should teach this to your children as you walk along the way, as you sit in your home, write it upon your gate. But I love as Moses goes down, he's like, and make sure that you tell your children about this mm. because he's knowing like one day they're going to, they're not going to be, they will not have experienced the miracles. Exactly what? They will mm-hmm. not have seen the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night because that generation died off, but they will right. not know. They won't know the battles that you fought to go into this promised land. Right. So you've right. got to make sure that you tell them. Mm-hmm. So that way they don't forget the Lord. Yeah, it's like you have to. And he, I think has the Lord go, been with them. Make mm-hmm. sure that your children's children can pass this story on. And this is something we haven't really talked about. The importance of of like the multi generational family mm. is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Of having, if you can have like that grandmother, that grandfatherly influence, right. the older aunts and uncles, if you can have that influence, yeah, I like guess beautiful. So I, I want to encourage like families out there listening, if you have the opportunity, especially if you're right around them, yeah, get your kids in front of that older generation. And what I saw come alive is my grandmother doesn't in them. They don't like being on camera. Like we always joke, you have to take pictures of them yeah. in secret. But when I put that camera on, not ask like, them questions about their life. Story. Yeah, they started talking in ways that oh everybody's like, "Oh yes. my goodness," because they want to pass on that story. And I don't know. It's like, do they realize that eventually we're coming to the end of our road? It's gonna make me cry, but so it's just like 
I mean, in times past, generations past, it's like we're tight lipped about certain things, you know? Yeah. Um, but this is an opportunity for me to share with my, my grand nephew, my grandchild, and I'm just going to go ahead and let, let them know. Yeah. It's just, it was just amazing just to sit there and hear, you know? Yeah. I never heard my granddad really talk about his military service being a world war two vet. I remember asking you all those questions. Oh gosh. And you're like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. And I remember like the next time I see granddad, I'm going to ask him all these questions. And like the next time I saw granddad, granddad wasn't able to speak back to me, mm. you know, and um, he was on his last few minutes. And I remember speaking to him and um, said, so we're here and you have a great, another grandbaby on the way and um, all of that. But I think even just saying that and remembering that moment it's just a hold hold the space hold that sacred time we can get so caught up in our daily rhythms and mean to call you know Mm. the grandparents or mean to call even our very parents and end up not doing that as much Mm -hmm. or if it's an aunt or or it's just somebody who's invested in your life in some way. Because I know family dynamics are so different and it can get tricky. But that sense of, you know, who's poured into me and yeah. how do I connect back with them and show some kind of honor. Even yeah. if y'all don't agree and get along all That's the times about different things. But And thank um, you for bringing that in because I do want to make space for because we've had to also learn this part. That sometimes that will also be the family of God. Absolutely. Where blood family can't be that, but be very careful not to write your blood family off too quick. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. want to say that, but yeah. we do know there's that there's lessons to be learned in that. Yeah. But Jesus would say, who are my mother and my father, my brother and my sister? It's those that do the will of my father. Mm-hmm. So we, they're also, uh, we love for our kids to have that connection within the, 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 the kingdom of God. Those yeah. people that are kind of like, like, you know, you hear sometimes talk about Gigi and Papa who serve mm-hmm. as like, those nearby grandparents when their biological grandparents can't physically be nearby. Right. And those aunt, you know, you might hear us talk about Aunt Ray mm-hmm. <laughs> um, who just pours into our girls and cares for them. And we trust her. We trust them with her. Like we would like a biological blood relative mm-hmm. uh, type mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. So I think um, earlier we we're saying how, you know, if you do have your, you know, different family around. There's one um, a family friend that's so sweet. I love it. She's like, it's Gaga Day with this child or oh, it's yeah. Gaga Day with this other child. And I'm like, man, like, I love that. Like, she's like have a, one of the child and um, her grandchild and she's spending a weekend or that full day with them. And they're making these sweet, special memories. And I'm like, that is such a blessing. That's so rich. And I feel like they're those uh, grandkids as well as grandmas the grandkids are going to remember that you know Can I, I know you don't like me to say names on here too much but <laughs> I've got to say this one because it's our friend Susie from the More Than Small Talk podcast yes just love to watch her and her husband Richard and how they love on their grandkids so just so sweet Gaga. shout out to, shout out to Gaga shout out to uh, Gaga <laughs> Susie and also do please check out the uh, More Than Small Talk podcast also on the KLRC podcast network yes I listen to like three uh, episodes back to back when I was packing y'all helped kept me up when I was driving the wee early morning to go down to this family reunion Nicole you were sitting in their fourth chair 
I was sitting in the fourth chair and I pulled up and I enjoyed just lots of the discussions that they were having. I can't remember what yeah. I was ta- what they were talking about. I was just right in there. Yeah. Yeah. Great yeah. lady, Susie, Holly and uh, Jennifer. Great mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah. But anyway, I love it. So, yeah, once again, just just the whole just the, the impact of that family union. It was just so good to like have that connection and just the just the generational focus of passing on that legacy and the stories. And it really is about the faithfulness of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so anyway, just, we want to encourage you out there as listeners. And this one is what is the practical takeaway? I want to encourage you one. If you maybe are the grandmother, the aunt or the uncle, think about how you can reach the generations below you. Like your nieces and nephews, you mm-hmm. matter to their life. Mm-hmm. You really do matter. And even if it's the little things, like our girls look forward to um, one uncle because he's the frozen yogurt uncle. He always takes them for frozen <laughs> yogurt or the one uncle who always plays and does this joke with the grand, the grandparents. You matter. You are powerful. You have great stories here where today's society may feel like at times it's moving on past you. Mm-hmm. Your stories and your presence are powerful. Mm-hmm. Even for our four year old, before we went to the fair union, she had on a, a fake pair of glasses and she was like, <laughs> and grandmothers wear their glasses like this as she had the glasses all the way down at the tip of her right. little brown nose. And, <laughs> <laughs> and just like already thinking about when I see grandmother, this is what grandmother yeah. is like or how the girls tell jokes about their different grandfathers and the things they do. Oh my they still joke about how your dad the one time, I guess they dared him to bite them. And he actually <laughs> bit them back and bit them hard. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm like, you got to be careful of that, Grandpa. <laughs> he's going to nibble. He's like, yeah, he got, he's like, Grandpa really did bite my finger. I didn't expect him to. Well, you told me to bite. <laughs> they know not to play with that, Grandpa, because he's going to do what he said he's going to do. Like, he's a, he is a man of his word, honestly, though. He is. <laughs> yeah, man. And gosh, that is so, anyway, I could definitely go into even your dad and just hearing his story mm. of just strength and working hard mm-hmm. and, and pushing through. It's just something powerful. So, perseverance. Yeah, man. Yeah. Make sure you learn the stories about, don't just take for granted about maybe what your grandparents or the generation before you have done ask them yeah what was it like for you what were some like stories that stand out share. that helped shape you and how you see the world yeah and definitely man how has god been faithful in your life and brought you to where you are you know what would you tell me to carry forward you know i don't know just really connecting that's a good one you know what kept you going through i mean uh, like I, what, I what's kept AT's you voice right now jesus baby Jesus, yeah. God, he done been so good to me. Yeah. 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 I remember one of the aunts saying, you know, she's like, you know, that taught me hard work, you mm. know? And I was just like looking at her like, wow. With Why she no, talked about the calluses on her the hands. Callus, she's like, cotton. I still have callus. She's mm, a young 80 something, you 81. know? <laughs> I remember. Yeah. She said, I will never tell my age. So well, they don't know which one it saying, is. Yeah. So. <laughs> Okay. Um, but she's like, I still have calluses in my hand in, in my hands from that time of picking cotton. And then just to look and it's no the congruency on her face, she was just like, But you know what? It taught me about hard work. She's like, Yes, it did. You know, and I taught my boys about hard work. You know, she actually taught her um kids about hard work, you know, as well. Because she now she believes in the value of that. Mm. And you know, just stories, stories like when she was like back in the days, you look down in the um 
on the floorboard and she's like you can see the chickens in between the the cracks in the floor and um and if you look up you can see the starry night it just how she said it i'm just like wow that's beautiful yeah, you she's know not talking about a vacation rental somewhere in the bahamas or, no. Caribbean or something no that was life and because then when i was like wow and then it hit me i'm like but it's no, or it gets really cold. I'm like, what do you do then? She's like, well, have one little fireplace and it'll, just one place in the, you know, with fire to keep warm. And if it, it was just that kind of cold, she would just bed down with all their clothes at the foot of the bed. Oh, just no, the part that got me when it was a special treat for them was stealing chicken eggs from the chicken house, finding a can and boiling. I'm like, my girls would not special consider treat. that a special treat. Uh, Snicker bar, please. Or okay. M&M's. Like they would not mama. consider sneaking up some salt from the house and two chicken eggs and boiling them a special treat. Right. But for right. her, like their faces lit up. They lit up telling that story. Eggs. I love it. Such uh-huh. joy in like even simplicity. You know, it's like now I mean, I'm like They were back eggs? in like a little kid days. So I think about their lives and I think about suffering and hardship, which is true. And you know it was there. Absolutely. But then also seeing at the same time as they talked about like, you know, what they went through, like seeing like them go back to their kid's place. Yeah. That's um, joy and exuberance, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it just, just reminds me, I'm not facing anything that others before me have not faced. Mm-hmm. And they have mm-hmm. done it with great, while we think about suffering and hardship, I also don't want to forget, forget about their strength and resilience. Right. But it's a, it's amazing. A friend is reading, I think is a Tim, Timothy Keller book about, the sense of suffering, but it's like Christ reminds us that we're, we're going to face suffering to be a believer. It's a sense of pick up your cross to daily and die to yourself. Then suffering comes in just different formats and forms. But once what, what I see through that, even the own sufferings that I felt is um, drawn me closer to the Lord, Mm. you know? And I think sometimes we are prone to look at suffering. Like why would a good God allow me to suffer? Why would suffering come in my life? And we end up kind of rejecting who God is. And, um, and it's just, just to see the sense of joy. I think when she said hard work made made me, you know, stronger and it, it, it allowed me to appreciate hard work. When she said that, like, I think I was looking for her at her face for something. I don't know, like, you know, talk about the hardship of the hard work or what, but just to see delight in her face when she was talking about what hard work mm. did for her, mm-hmm. the sense of suffering, how did that, how she came through that. It's just being embraced, um, embracing that sense of suffering. Um, and looking towards something greater and good and hope. And um, so anyway. <laughs> All right, so time for that excellent point in this one. I think the big thing is, once again, you know, um, valuing the sense of having family connection mm-hmm. um, and being intentional about it and not just treating it as a optional thing in life is very important. Mm -hmm. So if you have that family that's around and that's, that is a blessing given by God and it might not always feel that way, Mm. but, but lean on that. Right. And, but then as you may say, but I don't have my biological family around the people of God. We're not just people who we're not the church that only assembles on Sunday. Right. right. We are supposed to live as the family of God. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so there have been many men and women in my life who have served as spiritual mothers and fathers and uncles Mm -hmm. to me. And I am so thankful for it when my family, you know, was, you know, hundreds of miles away. I'm grateful to God for those people. And I am so grateful for the aunts and uncles I do have by biological birth for all the times. Like I just had to tell my uncle Larry, thank you for being, I didn't tell you about this. And he didn't, I just had to tell him like, thank you for being the man who would play with me. Mm. You were the one mm-hmm. that played video games with me mm-hmm. and you were the one that would go, you know, cause me and my dad weren't, you know, Proximity. My, my mm-hmm. uncle Larry would come and he would play with me. He would take me to go play basketball. My grandfather, you know, was the man that taught me about what it was like to work hard and to provide for your family. My uncle mm-hmm. Gene was an inspiration to me for what it was to pursue acad- academic, academic yeah. pursuits. Mm-hmm. But then even after that, God brought, you know, Chaplain Ewing into my life and Uncle Nate into my life and mm-hmm. Pops into my life. Mm-hmm. And just the list just continues on and on about how he's brought, you know, um, family into our life. Mm-hmm. And they really became family to us. So, right. so take your biological family seriously and treat the body of Christ like family. Mm. Mm-hmm. If you had anything. Yeah. I think one of the things is that our stories matter. What we've walked through, gone through, um, like try not to hold it to yourself and, you know, allow God to show you what parts of those stories to to share to the next generation and or to for us to slow down, you know, um, and check in with our, our people around us and say, hey, tell me your story. Mm. What is like living life? Or you, you know what? Yeah, that's a good like that. practical one. <laughs> Call somebody but, in your family, one of your your aunt, an elderly aunt, uncle, grandparent, or that person who's been like a spiritual parent to you in some way, and ask their story. Right. Or even go to visit a nursing home. Oh, yeah. And just say, you know what? I know you don't really know me, but I just want to honor you. And yeah, I would like if you feel like you want to. I, I'd love to be the one that sits and hears your story. That will be. A blessing. Yeah. I remember a season of visiting nursing homes and they loved it. And I loved it that much more. <laughs> that was my favorite part of being a hospice chaplain. Mm. Just saying, I know we can't change your physical position, but that's not what it's about. And you share your story with me. Mm. I heard some great stories. So, thank right. you all so much. God bless you. And we just hope you've been inspired and equipped to go about your relationship with God and each other in a, in a more, more excellent, excellent way. way. We hope that you have been inspired and equipped to go about your relationship with God and others in a more excellent way. Please subscribe to our podcast and rate us on iTunes. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at A More Excel Way. And check out our website at A More Excellent Way Relationship.com. Visit KLRC.com to learn more about the More Excellent Way.